This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Free the Housewives. I'm Chicken. And I'm Coco. We're Lucadia Housewives looking for adventure and inner peace. And the bottom of the laundry pile. Welcome to our weekly podcast. We are here to explore the world and escape the monotony of housewifedom. We'll give advice and get advice. We'll laugh and learn and eat. Eat? Yes, eat. We'll call our old boyfriends. What about our husbands? There could be some general mischief. Ooh, and maybe some mayhem. Let's free the housewives. Let's do it. Welcome to Free the Housewives. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, housewife. <laughs> so happy to be here because otherwise I'd be doing laundry and unpacking from a field trip. Yeah. So I'm Coco. And I'm Chicken. And let's talk about your field trip. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about my field trip. Oh. I have some, I might be an asshole. Oh. I learned that on my field trip. Really? Yeah. You, the sweet one? Yep. I oh. might be an asshole. I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not ready to dive deep into okay. my my field trip issues that I have. Okay. I have some issues. Um, well, but- let, let's – I just have to point this out. It wasn't just a typical field trip you went on yesterday. No. It was an overnighter. Well, it was an overnighter and I went back in time. <laughs> You time traveled. I which, did. <laughs> which is cool because our guest today, we're going to talk about time traveling with essential oils. I think it ties in perfectly. I think so. I'm super excited. The universe knows what yes. to provide us. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that I would choose to go back to 1776. Oh, yeah. But um, awesome field trip. Looking forward to hearing from okay. our guest. I know. You said you had a little crinkle in your neck because you slept on a cot. Yeah. Next to a young girl well, that had respiratory issues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> slept on a cot is has to be in air quotes because oh. I don't think I slept. Oh. All night okay. long. Right. So, yeah. yeah but we, you know what? Because we've had this training that we've had, we've had like um, no sleep training. Yeah. Right? When Sleepless we, nights. Oh, so many. Yeah. I, You know, my cousin's a, um, in the Navy and he was going to get the special assignment where um, – it was going to be pretty, I don't know, things could happen to him, right? He could, okay. He could get captured. Sure. And, you know, tortured. Right. So um, they sent him to torture training school. <laughs> <laughs> Which now that you mentioned not sleeping all night, I was like, you know, <laughs> I think we've sort of been through that. Yeah. On some level, really. Right. Being and a now hostage. I'm, yeah. <laughs> tortured and kept awake all night. And- I got an advanced degree this <laughs> past night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, poor us. Yeah. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, boo-hoo. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're lacking sleep. But- I am. Okay. We'll talk about that another time. Okay. Um, so we're back at Free the Housewives, and we're, we're looking at some uh, v- adventures that we want to have, and we're going to meet um, – uh, one, uh, this amazing woman named Allison Stillman today, uh, later in the podcast, who's going to talk to us about she does um, sacred anointing. Allison Stillman does uh, anointing, and she also created this special essential oil that is used for special purposes that she'll talk to us about, oh. which – uh, there was some talk of time travel, and you know I'm really into essential oils because I, you know, I work for DoTerra. I'm an independent contractor for DoTerra essential oils, and I'm so into essential oils. So hearing those two terms, essential oil, 
time travel, I'm like, we have to talk to her more. I'm in. Right? I'm totally in. Yeah. So she's going to be here with us today, and we're going to find out more about that. And hopefully we'll get to have an adventure with her. Yeah. Because that would change us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? Because How not- could you not evolve? Yeah. With all that going on. Yeah. Get yeah. out of the rut. I mean, these are our goals. Get out of the rut. Have an adventure. Be changed by it. Okay. Right? Yeah. Well, that's still our goal, right? Does the laundry pile factor? You know, <laughs> that's it's actually a daunting thing for me today. And I, I don't want to bore people with it, but it's – and everybody has control? laundry. Not just housewives have laundry, but why? We are sort of big piles. <laughs> we're the only one. Actually, my kids do their laundry sometimes. Yeah, my kids do too. Yeah, they're getting older. Um, I, I saw on Facebook um, uh, that this one of my Facebook friends, Tom – um, he had to stay home with his two young daughters yesterday, and he posted on Facebook like, "Dear, you know, stay-at-home parents, <laughs> you have a hard job, right?" Like, I read it, and I, he's actually somebody I don't know personally, but he's my um, my sister-in-law's brother. Okay, yeah. Um, and so I just, I, you know. It was kind of nice. So housewives are getting some props. Yeah, we got some props from Tom in Washington (laughs) D.C. Yeah, he had to stay. He has a a new baby, I think. Well, she might be. It says, "Dear stay-at-home moms and dads, you are strong and amazing. I spent a single day alone at home with two little girls, and it was hard. And that's an understatement. (laughs) Your job is unpaid, but you're richer than anyone you know because you experienced the painful lows of being the caretaker and the priceless highs of being a loving parent to a little human who looks and acts kind of like you did when you were a little tornado. Thank you. I respect you. Oh, thank you, Tom Cochran. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Yeah. Recognition. That's the thing that's the hardest for me. Well, the Groundhog Day part. And also... You don't get a pat on the back and a raise and yeah. a review and, you know, the high five when the project is done. Yeah, and, yeah we know. just got a high five from Tom. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Um, and also I want to thank everyone that's been um, liking us on Facebook, our page, our Free the Housewife page. And we've gotten a lot of new Instagram followers. And we, yeah. we haven't even actually released our podcast yet, um, <laughs> which is cool. And we got a really interesting um, uh, follower. On Instagram, um, it, it's from Lumi the guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> right? We have broad appeal. We do. <laughs> it's not just housewives who want to no, listen. No, Lumi the guinea pig has liked several of our Instagram posts. Oh, Lumi, thank I know, you. I know. We're we're gone places. Yeah, yeah, to yes. the farm. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> we, you know, I wanted to to check in with you a little bit about my confession last week. Okay, do tell. Okay, okay. So, as you remember, I confessed about this date that I had to the high school prom. Um, <laughs> yeah, to the high school prom. Right when, when you were twenty two years old. Yes. Okay. And um, and it was a blind date. Right. And I had a boyfriend. Um, right. <laughs> so anyway, I remember when we were we drove home together and I was like, who was that guy that set us up? And I remembered his name. I, You know, I knew his name was Travis and then I remembered his last name. Okay. Just, it just, boom, it came into my mind. And I went on Facebook and I immediately found him. Okay. I, which, you know, I guess everybody's out there, right, if you really want to find him. But it was easy to find him because he's friends with people that I know still okay. in the theater. Okay. Because he was a theater person, and that's just, you know that's the extended family. Everyone kind of knows each other, right? And so I've been talking to him, 
And he has no memory of this. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't doubt that it's true, but he has no memory of it. Wow. And he um he's he said he would come on the show. Okay. And um but he's, what good is he to I us know. if he doesn't remember? Well he's gonna go find his yearbook. Okay. But maybe he'll be driving down the freeway and boom it'll come back. I said maybe you'll dream about it tonight. Because yeah. okay. we were chit chatting on Facebook last night. Okay. Um when I should have really been studying up on Allison Stillman and her anointing. Actually I well, we're going to talk to her, right? Right. How much do I how, really? How much do we need to study? <laughs> <laughs> I have real important issues like getting together with my prom date. Right. <clears throat> so uh, Travis is going to look for his yearbooks and hopefully he'll find out who this person is and he'll have a re- – he'll remember and we're going to get that guy on the show. And, you know, I'm going to Santa Rosa soon. What if he doesn't remember? Oh, he does. I was his prom date. Okay. Well, you never forget be, your prom date. This could be a total – horrifying experience (laughs) couldn't it i'm so excited (laughs) this is gonna blow up huh not in a good way (laughs) you know what i so i'm going to santa rosa at the end of april and this anointing woman is there and my prom date is there i'm seeing free the housewives can you go 2017 right can you go we've got to do this i don't think i have a choice okay we're gonna go and we're gonna have our adventure we're gonna bring our mics Okay. Um, and we're gonna we'll get we'll have an adventure. We'll maybe we'll recreate the prom, and we'll oh. do some time traveling. It's your birthday and coming it's my, up. Yeah, it's my maybe birthday. we could have a prom themed birthday. <laughs> and we could have prom dresses. Oh, yeah, and oh. we could invite twenty two year olds. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. There okay. she goes. Yep. Woo! <laughs> All right. So okay. we we do have to um we're let's get ready for our guest. Okay. All right. So. Should we um, study? <laughs> I've already studied a little bit. She is Allison, and a friend of mine, you know, did this um, sacred anointing with her, my friend Carrie. And um, I actually talked to Allison a little bit when I called to see if she would do this podcast with us, and she was very happy to join us here today. And um, she was in uh, Ojai for a long time doing this work. And a lot of amazing things happen in Ojai, I've noticed. Very, I want to go to Ojai. Yeah, it's like Oprah's there and Byron Katie is there. You know what I mean? And um, and I think Michael Jackson used to be there. He's uh, gone now. Well, but um, anyway, there's all this like mystical, sacred kind of stuff happening out there. So we should definitely free ourselves to Ojai. And, um, but she is in Santa Rosa now. And she um, – she does this she, – she does anointing for all sorts of stuff. And it's basically sort of to – I don't know. Um, you can just change – like when you're ready for a change. That's what she said. When you're re- – a shift. She didn't say change. She shift. said shift. When you're ready to, for a big shift in your life. Ooh. Big shift. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag big shift. <laughs> you got to be careful with your spelling, huh? You're so naughty. I'm sorry. Okay, so what are you curious to know when we talk to Allison? I'm actually distracted because, again, the lack of sleep. But I was taking pictures because I didn't see any actual nature. So I was taking pictures of droppings that I found. And Big Shift really (laughs) made me think of the bear poop that I found on my trip. 
And so I'm just, I'm... You're time I'm traveling. I am time traveling. Okay. Okay. All right. You can lean on me on this one. Okay. I know we'd sort of lean on me anyway. Yeah. We've that's determined. That's how it works. Yeah. We've determined that. Yes. that. And you're fine with that for all those listening. Yeah. I'm... I'm perfectly fine. Okay, so I want to know. I want to hear about her her adventures. I want to, and I also want to talk to your friend Carrie and my friend Brenda, who you know did this. Yeah. That's how we heard about it. I want to hear their stories. I want to create a story of our own. Yes, I, I just want to know. I'm curious. Yeah. So um, when so she made this um, special essential oil. Um, that kind of went beyond anointing. She got inspired by that book, Jitterbug Perfume. Tom Robbins, right? Tom Robbins. And she called him and said, hey, can I make this perfume? And he said, yes, you may. And um, that was nice. Yeah, because, you know, in that book, Jitterbug Perfume, it was a perfume for – it was like an elixir for immortality. Okay. And um, which I'm not sure I want. Who cares? Um, I like I'm up for an adventure, that's for sure. And so she made this and she she took people on some type of journey. So we'll hear about what that journey was and there were some special instructions, like she you had to learn how to you had to be like It's powerful. Yeah, right? Yeah, but and you had trained. You had to be worthy of it on some level. Kind of okay. I think. Right. What if we're not worthy? (laughs) We are. What if my transition to Bear poop, just I know. I don't know if she's listening now, going, "What? These people are not worthy." Yeah, but Aww. she won't know that until she listens to this later. She'll have to time travel, right? Yeah, it'll, okay, right? it'll all work. It's out. It's gonna work out. Okay, okay. So we're gonna get her on the phone right now, and we're gonna find out more about this magical stuff that she does. Hi, Coco. Hi, Jen. Hi there. Thank you so much for inviting me this morning. You know what? We are so excited to have you here. Um, we've actually been talking about you for about a year, maybe longer. <laughs> and so because um, you're, the, you know, I'm, I'm obviously into essential oils. Everybody knows that. And so when my friend Carrie told me about you, this amazing alchemist, essential oil anointing person, uh, I was like, I have to know more. And then when she mentioned that whole that you did some kind of um, work with essential oils and time travel, my you know my little ears went. Whoop, 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 whoop. Wait, what? <laughs> that sounds that sounds like something we need to know more about. So we actually have been planning to do this podcast and have you on it for at least a year. At least. Yeah. We've so, been talking about you for a long yeah. time, Allison. You're kind of famous. We're kind of giddy right That's now. why my ears have been burning for so long. Yes. Yes. Hopefully you have an oil for that. I do, actually. I have many. So tell us about what, you know, you, you call yourself an alchemist um, and, and you do this ritual of sacred anointing. Can you Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yes, absolutely. I Well, you know, I guess I really have to start when I was very young and developed a very acute sense of smell being in my grandmother's garden. And it awakened this cellular memory in me about fragrance. And when I was about 17, I started looking at herbs and oils and started studying them in earnest. And when I started working with Valerie Warwood, 
this is probably 25, 30 years ago, she was teaching a four-day workshop, and she is has been one of the world's leading aromatherapists and really brought aromatherapy back into the world in a big way. She's written many, many books and was a doctor out of England. And it was the first time I smelled pure Omani frankincense, which is very difficult to procure anymore. And I had an experience where I went back to the foot of the cross and I was watching Jesus be crucified. And I was, of course, in the midst of this classroom. And it was such a visceral experience for me where I could see the the scene, I could describe it to a T. I felt the pain of the disciples and the devotees there. And it was very real. And by the time I came back into the awareness of being in the classroom, quite a few people were looking at me. And somebody reached out and put their hand on my arm and said, are you okay? And the first words that came out of my mouth were, I want to do anointing work. And they looked at me and said, what is that? And I said, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. So (laughs) I bought some frankincense from Valerie and I started using it in my meditation. And I went back to this temple in Egypt thousands of years ago with the priestesses and they were doing this work. And it's rite of passage work. People come when they're ready to make serious shifts and transformations in their lives. And over the course of about six months, I witnessed these these ceremonies and how they did it and what they used and their procedures and recognized I was being given a gift. And so I just started playing with it. I started putting my family and my friends on a massage table and started putting oils and crystals on them and chanting and and people started having really profound experiences. And so it's just developed over the, the last 25 years with different modalities, and, and, and it's been an incredible gift in my life. And people now come from all over the world when they're ready to make serious transformations in their lives and really recognize the deepest truth of who they really are. Wow, that's a lovely, lovely um, idea and, and, and work that you're doing. Um, I know that... Um, and I don't want to get into this in big detail, but I, I had a similar experience um, of like going back into biblical times and some and having this experience where I was remembering things um, and had a, I don't know, do you call it out of body experience or? Um, or in body. In body, but like where you're somewhere else <laughs> and it's real, like you can yeah. feel it and you, there's this knowing and, um, um, and it happened um, actually during a, a, a religious service, a church service, um, and um, which made it even more interesting. And at the end, I was just sobbing. Like I was just sitting in the pew just sobbing, and I couldn't leave, and people were trying to escort me out. And it was just – it was amazing. But um, it was uh, it was intense. And um, so I, we, we should talk about that when we, – we're going to get together in person soon. So we yeah, have a lot we of are. Fun stuff to talk about. <laughs> And, um, but so the idea of rites of passage, um, you know, I, I've felt like that's something that's missing a lot in life. Um, you know, and I'm not, 
I'm spiritual and I, you know, I grew up in a religion, but I don't particularly practice all of those things. And there's, you can find rites of passages in religi- religions, you know, like confirmation and, and the bar, and bar mitzvahs and things like that. Um, weddings, quinceaneras. Um, but we're, I feel like we're really lacking in that arena. What, do you agree with that, Chicken? Totally. I, I absolutely agree, too. Yeah, yeah I absolutely agree. There's that, you know, we've kind of created our own in our families. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're, you know, they're superficial on some level. Right. Like the, the girls. The first period mani-pedi. <laughs> we're trying, you know, like we're housewives, but um, we're like, but we don't have anything like that. And right. I or was the... even thinking about um, weddings and because um, I was listening to a comedian talk about weddings, like, why do we think, like, why do you have these big ceremonies and you, you know, dress like a princess and you rule over your kingdom and, you know, you have this banquet and a feast <laughs> and the king? And I was like, yeah, why do we do that? <laughs> why is that well, a wedding ceremony? Like, why, why isn't it unique and individual to each person? Why do they all look kind of the same, you know? Well, we're changing it up a little there- bit. <laughs> Yeah, I think there are a lot of people that are changing it up. I I became a minister about 15 years ago, and I've performed a lot of weddings and last rites and baptisms and things like that. And the weddings that I create are very individual and very ritualistic. We include a lot of different rituals and ceremony in the actual event. And I think that we're moving back into a time where we're going to start to honor more elaborate rituals and like what we used to do in Egypt and Mesopotamia and some of the more advanced civilizations thousands of years ago. And a lot of the Christian rituals and rites and sacraments are based on those really extensive ceremonies back in the Egyptian times when somebody would come for an anointing for any kind of initiation or ordination or, or coronation or last rites. They would actually spend quite a bit of time in the temple, and they'd go into silence and deep meditation and and deep reflection before they'd actually have the ceremony that would initiate them into this next level of where they were going or, or what they were becoming. And I think that as a society, we're really looking towards deepening those kinds of practices in our lives because there hasn't been enough of that, and we're not we're not fulfilled on a deep level like we used to be in those ancient times. I I do feel a little bit um, in, in need of fulfillment on that that deeper spiritual um, level for sure. I mean, that's we're you know we're kind of flip and you know giddy on the show, but really what we're what we want is we want to have fun and we're you know we kind of make fun of ourselves and make light of things, but we do we want to get out there and experience different things and we want to have a transformation. We want to change, and sometimes in our world. Um, of being moms and wives and, you know, carpooling and, you know, field trips that we don't get opportunities like that. We have to make them. So we're trying to figure out how to add this kind of stuff into our life. So we came up with this Free the Housewife podcast and finding people and uh, like you. And um, really, though, it's it's a serious quest um, because, you know, we're, we're shifting out of being housewives, really. I mean, we're um, – our kids are going to grow up and, and leave, you know, and, right. you know, I'm like, we need some anointing or a ceremony for that. Like, who are we transforming into when the kids are grown up? I mean, you're always going to be a mom and, you know, and a partner. But really, you're 
you know, you went from being a, a child to a teenager and then, you know, taking responsibility for yourself. And for us, it was becoming parents and, and, and having this really specific job of taking care of your family. And that is where all our, our efforts and our, our time go to. And then it's gone, you know, like, wow, that's going to leave a big spot. And there needs to be some kind of rite of passage. Like, where do we go next? I agree. And even creating just what you said about honoring the moon time for a daughter when she comes into that particular time in her life, it doesn't matter what you're, what, you know, you said it's kind of flippant, Manny Petty. Well, it's acknowledging she's going through a rite of passage and this is, we're going to go reward, we're going to go play, we're going to go have fun because you're at a different level now. You're a different young woman now. And let's go honor that. So just the process of honoring it with whatever you do, you know, if you put some other kind of rite or ritual around it, you know, maybe you're going to anoint her with rose oil or, or, or lavender or something, you know, and just honor her and say, I see you. I really see you. And I see what's happening for you. And I just want to acknowledge that. Okay. We're, we're all teary eyed in the booth now. Allison, (laughs) you just made chicken's day um, because, you know, we're trying to figure out how to to make those, you know, rituals and rites of passage for our kids. And it's difficult. And she's especially chicken. She's like she takes her job very seriously. (laughs) It's a big job. Yeah. No, I remember inviting you, Coco, to go with us when my first daughter started her period and then – you weren't available when we had to go for her sister, but Mackenzie came, and you know we were this this tribe. Yeah, yeah, we created that little welcome to the woman tribe. Yeah, yeah, and we, it's beautiful and magical and wonderful, and it kind of sucks most of the time. Yeah, and, but this is who we are, and you know, as women, we will look after you, we'll protect you. You know, oh, okay, again. yeah. That's beautiful. So we you should know, add some a, oils. <laughs> uh, well, you can add whatever you want. I read a really fabulous book years and years ago by Barbara Marciniak, and there was a chapter in that book that really particularly changed my life. And it was talking about in the ancient days during the during the time of the goddess, we used to honor all women during their moon time. And we loved our blood because it's one of the most powerful times for a woman. Your blood has everything in it. It's the DNA and the RNA of who you are. And, and um, they would actually pour it around their homes and their gardens and mark their doorways with it. And the goddess was really honored as a very powerful, powerful being. And so when I read that, there was something that really resonated inside of me, and I started to honor my moon time, and I actually captured my blood, and I used it to water my garden, and my garden went crazy. Birds came, and and I fell in love with that monthly time because I really honored it, and it, you know, I stopped having cramps, and all these amazing things started wow. happening, so... Gen Gardens. I, I think, yeah, I think we're um, moving back more into that time where we honor who we are as these magical beings. And and I I think I'm applauding you for actually making something of it with your daughters. Thank you. Yeah, and, you know, 
we can grow a really amazing garden. Now, when you say that, at first it's like shocking because that's not what I people know. do. And but if you can get past that, right? Like, ooh, like our periods. Oh, I, I can't wait for it to be over. That kind of feeling. I actually personally, I love my period. I don't love how it feels all the time or that it can keep me from some things I'd like to do. But I actually like it. Um, and yeah. I do. And, uh, some of my friends are, you know, we're getting older and some of them don't have their cycles anymore and they're so excited. And I thought, God, I, I don't feel like that. I'm going to be sad yeah. when mine goes. My, my doctor just told me you are menopausal and it made me feel really sad. Yeah. Like, like as much as I complain about it, that is part of my identity as a woman. And I'm absolutely I'm adjusting it's to a that. powerful time. Do you have an anointing ceremony that you do for when you're transitioning into not having your cycle? I, you know, I do ceremony for everything. Okay. (laughs) So, So uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yes, I've honored it. And I really, during the transition time, when I, you know, it became more sporadic, um, I really treasured every drop of my blood and I collected it. I poured it in my garden. I anointed things with it and I made a um, medicine pouch with tobacco and poured the blood over the tobacco. And I've saved that. And it's, it's, you know, a talisman that I have on my altar. And I, I really honored saying goodbye to it and thanking it and, you know, all the amazing memories that I've had with it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I see that you've written a book about the sacred art of anointing. Can you tell us a little bit about it and where we can get it? Absolutely. I, um, I was impulsed greatly to write this book, and it came through one year when I lived in a little cabin in the woods down in Tennessee, and I, I um, got out of the way and let it come through. And I feel like it's been one of my missions to bring this information back into the world again. And it, it, it was a joy because I feel like the art of anointing, this is a sacred ancient art. It awakens people to their divinity. And I, felt like I can't be the only one out there doing this work. I want everyone to know about it because it's a powerful tool to connect into the deepest essence of your true nature as a divine, spiritual, godlike being on the planet or goddess-like being on the planet. So I wrote it. And then, of course, my subconscious went through all this emotion around, oh my gosh, you know, am I going to, am I going to be crucified? Am I going to be burned at the stake for bringing this information out? And, um, because there were many, many years, thousands of years that, uh, people were not allowed to do things like this unless you were a priest in the church or things like that. So once I got over that, um, and put it out, I had a publisher and declined the publisher and went ahead and self-published and it's available on Amazon and my website. And I just want to share this information because I think it's such a powerful tool. And I think everyone could benefit from, from using this sacred art of using oils to consecrate ourselves. Well, I know that, um, obviously we've been, you know, we've been looking for you, um, for over a year and I'm, we have plans to be in your area and um, in April, and we want to do this with you. So, Great. Um, and then I, 
we can talk about it in you know in, in with a personal you know uh, story next time we get together um, about how right. how we experienced it. Um, I know my friend <laughs> Carrie really loved her, uh, you know actually Carrie is my friend from school like we grew up together and Brenda and Jen Chicken. Um, they went to high school together and we, we oh had totally different schools and we went to a party at my friend Carrie's and Brenda was there and I brought Jen and they were like, Hey, I know you, you know, it was one of those like, Hey, we're, <laughs> I love isn't it. that fun? That's colliding. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was... Well, I love those two. I've, They're great. You know, I've seen them a couple of times and we've stayed connected and just. You know, I fall in love with everyone who shows up at my door. So those two are amazing healers, and they're doing some yes, great are. work in the world. And we'll have them on the show too. Um, but they, Carrie, told me the story of um, that you had a special um, essential oil elixir that you put together that was um, a tribute or a, from the recipe of a book that you we're also in love with, um, called Jitterbug Perfume by Tom Robbins. And that, um, you did some special ceremonies with that oil. And I really want to hear that story because that's where the time traveling comes in. And I just, that you know, where the time <laughs> and just the idea, I mean, that's so, you know, when the, you get signs, it seemed like you had several signs that you needed to do this and oh, yeah. you have people in the universe tells you or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I'd call it universe. Cause I think People, a lot of people can relate to that, but you get all these signs from the universe that you should do this, and it all falls into place, and and then it, it happens, right? Like you, yeah. you made it happen. You actually read this book, got inspired by it, got a calling to do this, and you made Jitterbug Perfume. So tell us about that journey. Well, it's interesting because I read that book when it first came out, which was I think it's 1984, 1983, yeah, something was, like yeah, it was that. in the 80s. So, Yeah. And it was one of my all time favorite books that consequently led me to all his other books. And I've been a huge fan of Tom Robbins ever since. And I had kind of forgotten about it. And I have a, uh, a dear, dear friend who is a master gemstone, um, artisan jeweler. And he and I have done a lot of very interesting time travel, lucid dreaming work together over the years. And he called me up about seven years ago and he said, have you read the book Jitterbug Perfume lately? And I said, no. And he said, you need to go read that book. It's our story. So I went and picked up the book and, and went off on a uh, trip to go distill frankincense with one of the world's master distillers. And the first thing that he said as he was teaching this distillation class was, if you never read another book about perfume, read Jitterbug Perfume. Well, of course, it was in my backpack, and I went, okay, big sign, <laughs> another affirmation. And I never got a chance on that trip to read it, but as soon as I got home, I started into the book, and I devoured it. I could not put it down. And everything inside of me said, you must make this. This is real. So... I found, uh, I went to my little local organic farmer and I said, okay, I need some beets. (laughs) I need beet pollen. And he said, beet as in the kind that you eat, not the bees make. And he said, well, I've just planted some beets and they should be ready next uh, spring. This was back in September of that year. And uh, so he said, I'll plant a whole row for you. So 
about six months later, you know, I went out and I visited on the farm and helped work on the farm and checked in on my beets. And about six months later, they started to go to flower. And beets, when they go to flower, most of them are never allowed to go to flower. And so you never see this. But when they go to flower, their stalks are about six feet tall and there's hundreds of on them on each beet. And the flowers are about the size of, oh gosh, what would I compare them to? A small little pea. And the the stamens that have the pollen on them were the size of a pinhead. Oh dear. This sounds very labor intensive all of a sudden. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the interesting thing about them is when I went out there, I hadn't been out for like a month or so, and I went out into the field, it smelled like a dead animal, like something had died out there. And I went, oh, my gosh, what died out here? Well, of course, that's what beet pollen smells like. The flowers Uh, smell like dead animal. Does not smell like jasmine or frankincense. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's make perfume. (laughs) So it took me about five months of hand flicking pollen into a little jar to finally get enough pollen to make the oil. And I had to do it a very old-fashioned way of making a non-florage with it. And all of the other ingredients came to me through very synchronistic um, manner. And by the time I actually got to creating the oil, which I did on a full harvest moon, was exactly a year later. And in the meantime, I had gotten a hold of Tom Robbins and asked his permission to call it Jitterbug Perfume. And and we established a relationship, and he said, of course, you can call it Jitterbug Perfume. And even though the events in the story didn't actually happen, it is a true story. I loved, I actually, I looked at that quote right before we called you, because that stood out to me greatly when I read it on one of your blogs that, you know, I was, you know, he, he said, uh, the events in jitterbug perfume didn't actually happen, but it was indeed a true story. I love that. Yeah. So it was, it was a very, very labor intensive. And then of course it, you know, it spoke to me and said, you can never sell this (laughs) commercially and you can only use it to take people on journeys travel through time. And so I've taken many, many people on journeys and they, it is a vehicle for time travel and people go into all kinds of altered states and back in time to other lifetimes or future lifetimes and all kinds of crazy things. So it's been an incredible journey. So we want to know if, do you still have jitterbug perfume? I do still have yeah. them, and when you come, you'll get to experience oh it. We're gonna get, we are gonna free the housewives to who knows what time and place. Yeah. Oh to my who God. Knows when you know? How, do you know how that's gonna get us through? <laughs> you know, As, because in in our world right now is this time of right before um, the spring break. There's no. There's no holidays. There's no, there's nothing. It's like this solid wall that you just have to like climb until you get to spring break. And it's not fun. Um, and it, it is, it's like, there's these seasons in our, in our 
you know, workload. And right now it's yeah. kind of a harsh season. So just knowing that we're going to be seeing you and after, you know, soon will get us through this. will get us over the wall yeah. for sure. And on the other side of the wall, you're going to be there and teach us about sacred anointing and we can time travel with you. And, yeah. um, oh, we're looking forward to it. We have to, we have to close, um, the show. Uh, I keep calling it a show. <laughs> it, is. Our, it is a show, our podcast. Um, and I just wanted to, you, you really touched us today. Thank you. Um, Jen. Thank you. Um, I haven't recovered. <laughs> yeah, she's sleepy too. She she actually time traveled um, last night. She went on on a field trip to Colonial. Um, where were you? The Revolutionary War. She went to the Revolutionary War with her oh my kids gosh. on a school field trip. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So well, she. I would she's love tired. to just say one thing to you both because I think that it's not said enough, and that is you are doing one of the greatest jobs on the planet today, and that's raising healthy, conscious, present children, and that is our future. That's the future of humanity, so do not underestimate the value of what you're doing. Thank you. I'm going to cry some more. Thank you. Thank you. So, Allison, thank you. I love that. You're a kind and generous soul, and we look forward to getting to know you and doing some work in shifting and transforming with you. And we're going to hang up, and I'm going to call you later um, in the day, and um, we'll talk about when we're going to be there and what we're going to do. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure and an honor. All right, Allison. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye. All right, you too. So I I have to say that um, that was an amazing uh, experience. And yeah. that did you see how I just hung up on her before she said goodbye? Yeah, okay. I did notice. <laughs> so that is a bad habit that I have. I know. And I, my grandpa used to never say goodbye. He lived in South Dakota, and we would talk on the phone, and he would do this whole thing where he'd go, "Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, real good, real good. Okay, yep, yep." And then he would just hang up the phone, and it really bothered me because I wanted him to say goodbye. Yeah. And so, even though it was long distance at the time, my parents would let me call him back <laughs> and say, "Grandpa, I love you. Goodbye." goodbye. Yeah. And he would say, "Yep, yep. Well, real good. Okay, then." <laughs> goodbye like it was a really big effort that he had to make it was a bad habit and you hang up on me I all do. the time I, know. <laughs> I hang up on everybody and my kids started noticing it because we have bluetooth so they can actually see me going to the hang up button right and I, my if they're in the front seat they'll grab my hand oh good yeah yeah and i don't know why i do that so allison i'm sorry if you're listening to this <laughs> i totally cut you off <laughs> and you know maybe a well, need to go see a therapist about that. Maybe I just hate goodbyes. Maybe. But we're going to see her again. I know. It's so we're exciting. time travel. You know, when I do my art in my craft dungeon, mm-hmm. when I get really still with myself, I, you know, jot down notes about what the work that I'm doing. And sacred comes up a lot. Like, I am looking for something sacred. And... You know, most of the art that I do is pretty whimsical and playful. and But I'm so excited to meet yeah. Allison because that is more of the sacred and ritualistic. And, yeah. you know, I'm not a churchgoer, so that kind of ritualistic is... Yeah, you don't get that. No. Um, so I'm super excited. I know. And um, it will maybe change your whole craft business. Jen has a crafting dungeon in her house, and she... 
um, hosts people to come in and get creative and crafty. And she has everything you would ever need to get creative and crafty in her dungeon. It's located in Lucadia. And you can you can find her website, which is the thecraftdungeon.com. Be careful when you Google dungeon and craft. I mean, <laughs> some interesting things could come up. So just remember the craft dungeon and see all the work that Jen does. Um, it's cool. That wasn't my intention here. But <laughs> I – Yeah, shameless plug. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, I'm super Sacred. Excited. Sacred. I know. We're yeah. gonna We're going to – we're going to get to do that. That won't happen until April. Yeah. And it's but March. Like you said, that's a boost. Yeah. That's a boost for this next – I know. So next, I hope to have Dr. Schechter or Liz, uh, my friend Liz, who's going to talk about the feminist perspective of housewives. And, you know, people respect what we're doing, um, but the term housewife is so controversial. Like, I I say it as a shock, like to shock people, really. <laughs> and, you know, and I just sit there and wait for the response, right? Like, people are like, what, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a housewife. And I just see how they're going to respond. And I've had people say, oh, you're not just a housewife. Well, of course, I didn't say I was just a housewife. Right. Um, or people will try and retitle my position. You're a domestic goddess. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, you're, you know, and the fancy titles are, you know. Uh, somebody on our, our Facebook page said, you're not married to a house. <laughs> I was like, thank goodness. Right? <laughs> Although that might be easier. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's I, – I, you know what? The term housewife doesn't bother me. No. At all. No. No. And we're – and that those shows that are out now, the um, – Those bother me. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually never really watched them. Um, I've seen them like if I'm on the treadmill for mm. a second and I, with the sound off. Uh-huh. And they – like I don't understand what they are. I – have never watched a whole episode. I've seen part of one, and it's just really obnoxious. Are they really housewives? They say they're real housewives, but are they? I don't buy it. Well, I mean, housewives are all different. They all look different, although we look very much the same. Um, so anyway, we'll keep... <laughs> Not as them. As we'll, keep, <laughs> we'll keep the conversations going, and we have another... Uh, there's another... Po- Who's coming in here? What podcast is next, Kelly? Let's plug them. Um. We're bringing in Scott Cannon and uh, Dine Local SD is going to be talking to them about the abnormal beer dinners and things he does like that. Oh, there's so many great podcasts to listen. We're at the Specialty Produce Network in San Diego and check out their website and their app and um, get to know Specialty Produce and all the other podcasts that are going on. Um, They're really starting to get a lot of different diverse um, podcasts coming up. So there's more than just Free the Housewives out there. Thank you so much for being with us today. Follow us on Instagram. And like us on Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud. And like us on iTunes. Just please like us. Come on, like us. I guess this is where we say goodbye. I hate goodbyes. My grandpa always used to say, yep, 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 well, real good then. And then he'd hang up.